Hey everyone, hope everything's working all right. I'm Steven Jensen, I'm here with Jesse Davin. We are gonna be doing WWE TLC predictions and we're gonna be talking a lot about Kenny Omega winning the AEW title. We're gonna be talking about Sting in AEW. We're gonna be talking about Impact AEW partnership, all that stuff. It's been a couple weeks since we were here. Uh, got some stuff going on in our lives that we couldn't make it happen last week, but this week we are back and we got a lot to talk about. So what the plan is, we're going to start on TLC and go through the card, and then we'll talk about all the AEW and Impact stuff. Like always, Super Chats, super appreciated, and donations. The link is in the description. Anything that you send, we will make sure to deep dive on your question, statement, comment, whatever it is, like always. So that's always appreciated. And I know Corey sent one earlier, which we'll get to here after the intros. Uh, but before we get into all that, Jesse, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, just chilling. Sorry, we had a busy week here last week, so we couldn't get on and talk about like all the stuff that's been happening. <laughs> um, but we've been doing good. So, yep, she's here and she's uh, we're doing good. And I'm 33. God, stop. We're 30. I'm 33 weeks pregnant, and so I'm just hanging on in there, excited to be back. Yes, I'm excited to be back as well. And I'm just getting out some uh, some last second. I'm trying to put this up on uh, in, like some Facebook groups. Usually don't do that, um, but since there's so much to talk about, I figure maybe idea. yeah, maybe some of these groups will uh, will be interested in this because there's there's just so much stuff to talk about. Um, how was uh, how was your week? Me. <laughs> I, I my week was good. It's been busy. So... Um, She's stealing the show, but yeah, my week's been good. The Browns lost that thing. The big rivalry game, the rivalry game got canceled, which stinks. But we're playing in the Big Ten championship. We're playing in the Big Ten championship, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then uh, for everyone who celebrates Happy Hanukkah, uh, that is going on right now. Yes! Happy Hanukkah! Yes, yes, and I'll start the show off with a little, uh... Let me see if I can find it again. I lost it a second ago. Um... I tweeted out some old yarmulkes, or kippahs, or whatever you want to call them. The little, the little Jewish hats. Um... And I'm gonna pull that up here for everyone to see. If y'all... Y'all might appreciate this, especially if you're 90s kids. Let me see if I can find the tweet. I had it up and then I lost it. It is right here. So, uh, so yeah, I found these kippahs from 1995, and I showed Jesse these before the show. But um, these are Power Rangers yarmulkes that I've had literally, like I said, since 1995. So a long time. And this is the Blue Ranger who actually saw this and uh, said those are amazing. Happy Hanukkah. So that was a uh, a cool moment for someone who's been, uh, you know, not so much into Power Rangers now at my age, but as a kid, I was super massively into Power Rangers, so that was uh, that was really cool. And it's it's been a good Hanukkah. Got to spend some time with my family and drink a bunch of Manischewitz wine, which has been nice. Um, nice. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a it's been a good week, and uh, yeah, Hala and matzah and latkes and. All that stuff. So. Yes, yum 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 yum. Yes, so it's been uh, it's been good, but uh, yeah, let let us know in the chat how y'all are doing. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or anything like that. 
you know, full transparency, me and Jesse talked about this before the show. Um, there is, I mean, I'm just going to say it right now. Like, the WWE product, I think, has been really, really, really bad. Like, outside of Roman Reigns, which is on SmackDown, which is a show that I rarely watch because it's on Friday nights and there's other stuff I'm usually doing um, on Friday nights. Uh, or if I'm watching wrestling, uh, independentwrestling.tv usually premieres their events on Friday nights, and I watch that instead. Um, so it's it's something where I'm going to preface these predictions by letting everyone know, like, I'm pretty I'm pretty in the loop on what's been going on on Raw, but it's been really, really, really bad. Um, and I think that's reflective in their ratings. I think they just got the lowest ratings they've ever had in the history of the show. AEW beat Raw in a demo in all three hours. Yeah, the 18 to 49 demo, which is definitely the most important demographic for wrestling. And this is the thing where, like, I've been saying it, and, like, people have called me sexist and stuff, and it isn't necessarily a sexist statement I'm going to make here, but, like, I'm sorry, but the, but WWE is written for Vincent Man's stepchildren, or not stepchildren, Vincent Man's grandchildren, and, uh, and the 50-plus demo. Like, I don't know why else anyone would be watching this right now. Like, if you're if you're a fan, like, that's okay. You can like whatever you, you want to. Like, I'm not going to, like, sit here and tell you not to watch this stuff. But I literally turned on Raw this week. Like, it was, like, already pretty far into the show. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just, I'll turn it on to see what's going on. I turn it on. Matt Riddle is getting a carrot autographed by Ramblin' Rabbit. And I'm like, I'm out. Like, that's it. That's all I needed to see. Carrying around Bronuts and getting, and it's like, this guy's the only Dude, guy. Yeah, that's so cringe. <laughs> He's the only guy on your roster who's an actual legitimate badass who can kick everyone's ass. Who was a fucking great. He was a great UFC fighter, and there's this great story there because the UFC cut him after like a six fight win streak, and it was because they didn't like that he smoked weed. And Dana White talked all this shit about him when he got fired. And this guy is like kind of redemption story to get back into the, to get into the WWE after working the indies and leaving mixed martial arts. There's like oh, there's so much you can do with all this, but instead he's walking around. With uh, with bro nuts and uh, and talking and getting and getting carrots autographed. So um, I don't have. I, so that's just. I need to preface my my predictions for this show by letting y'all know. Pretty, I mean, massively down on the WWE product right now. So I just got to be honest about that. Yeah, kind of same here. I mean, it's there. I mean, and that's not. This is not. I want to preface this too by saying it's not a knock on the talent at all. Like, I seriously appreciate and enjoy what the talent is bringing to the table with what they've got. I feel like they're really giving us the best we could have in this situation, like, with the storylines that they're giving us. I think they're really, you can tell they're trying. So it's not a knock on the talent. It's really more of a knock on the writers and Vince McMahon in general. Yes, 100%. Like, there's nothing that, like, this isn't Riddle's fault. Like, unless unless he's being punished for, like, outside of the ring stuff. But in that case, I feel like he just wouldn't be on TV at all. So, like, I so that's the thing. Because that's the one knock people have on Riddle right now is there is that, that stuff he's dealing with in court. But until there's, like, a conviction or, like, proof or something, I can't, and he's still on television, I kind of have to, like, I gotta let that play out. I can't, like, hold that against him until I know, like, what's actually going on with all of that. So I got to just talk objectively as far as him on the show. And 
I can't believe I, I can't believe it. And then there's all that stuff about Keith Lee and they wanted to send him back to the performance center because they it's like what got Keith Lee over was being different and doing moonsaults and power bombs and dives and being a large man who did everything. That's why Keith Lee got over. Like why would you send him back to the performance center to have him learn how to work like everyone else? So he just winds up like a Snitsky or a Heidenreich or a or a Lars Sullivan or something like that. Like that's all that's gonna wind up happening. It's it's like these bonehead decisions. There's WWE is so insanely disconnected from what the demographic of fans that we lie in are. Like they're so disconnected from it. Like they're trying to appeal to literally Vincent Mann's granddaughters, like that like that age of kid and the and the grandparents who are watching the show with them, and 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 at some point, to be honest, like those kids are going to start catching on to AEW. They're going to be like, "Wait a second, this is more fun to watch." And once that happens, the WWE has lost everybody. Like, it's they got like a one point five rating on Monday. Like that's so pathetic. That's so pathetic. Oh man, it's 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 bad. It's bad. Like I think the problem is. Right now, especially, like, with the pandemic, and I was kind of thinking about this, like, today to talk about, a lot of times we kind of know or we, we have fun speculating on what the build basically is, like, the end game is to to WrestleMania. Like, we're always like, ooh, what's the big WrestleMania match going to be? But it doesn't feel like we have that. Is it, if it's really going to be Goldberg, which I could go into a long rant about, this is all pointless. All of this is pointless. You know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, the the one the one thing that I'll say in WWE's defense, the only thing that I feel like I can say in their defense is WrestleMania this past year, I feel like everything they're trying to do with Drew McIntyre right now was the plan for, like, after WrestleMania. Like, I felt like, like, if there was fans there, he probably would have done the whole entrance with, like, the kilt and the sword if and, and like, when he beat uh, Brock Lesnar, it, it probably would have been a, a much bigger deal with fans there and then, like, the aftermath. But, so, I, I, I clearly, they've had to change a lot of plans. But, on the... Exactly. It's not their fault, you know, but... And I feel like it is kind of sort of a consequence of the pandemic, but still... I mean, AEW has done great with this pandemic thing, you know? That's exactly what I was going to say, is there's, like, that, but I can only give WWE so much leeway when there are other companies putting on some of their best stuff with, with no fans. Like, it's, like, I think the Sting stuff, I think Sting, by the way, Sting right there, I think Sting debuting in AEW, I think that was going to happen initially back around the time they did, like, the stadium stampede and stuff. And they were probably waiting to see if they can get fans back Looks like they're not going to have, like, a ton of fans for a while, and they're doing it now. Uh, the Kenny Omega title change, I'm sure they would have liked to have fans there. And then the other thing with the WWE that people aren't really considering is Drew McIntyre. What if, and this is a totally possible what if, what if there was fans there and they didn't, and they weren't reacting to him as champion, which is totally possible. Then what? That is completely possible. Yikes. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the problem is WWE doesn't have fans to kind of gate because they clearly don't listen to their like online audience, you know? Yes. They don't listen to like the comments, which I honestly, I wouldn't either. Their Facebook comments are ridiculous. Their like Twitter comments are so silly. So they're not really listening to criticism because I, how can you? 
but you don't have that audience reaction. You know what I mean? Like, at least in AEW, you have a crowd there. You can kind of gauge what's going on. In WWE, you had this Thunderdome where there's literally a producer telling you how to react. It's like they don't know if what they're doing is good, really, unless it goes like the ratings, which is clearly showing something not good. Yeah. Well, and I see Corey's about to leave. I don't know if you're still here, Corey. Thank you. I think I know he said he tried to send a super chat. I don't know if it worked or not. It did. Um, it did. He sent one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Corey. I I know that YouTube has been really screwed up the last couple of days, and like super chats and videos yeah, and stuff right. have been all screwy. So if y'all are trying to super chat, we appreciate it. And if you can't, like, there's just nothing anyone any of us can do about it. Um, Corey wasn't able to attach this to his message, but he did direct message me. Um, with the message that he wanted to send. He wanted to shout out one of his friends on the show today. Um, her name is Kara Croft VIP. That's her OnlyFans. I know Jesse has an OnlyFans. Obviously, subscribe to Jesse's OnlyFans. That is the number one priority. But Kara Croft VIP, that is one of his friends, and he wanted to use a super chat to give her a shout out. So I wanted to make sure to do that um, because he did he did pay for the super chat, and I, I don't want to, um, you know, I got to give him his money's worth on that. So we generally don't really promote other things through the show, but Corey's been such a, a loyal viewer that I'll do that for him. So, um, so check that out. Kara Croft is with K's by the way. K Kara with a K Croft with a K. So, um, and thank you Corey for the super chat. Yes. Thank you. And we got another one from cool King. Cool King says, keep up the awesome work. You two are awesome. Well, thank you so much. We are? we are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we are yes we are of course Char scarlet oh i i swear yeah. to god i i she i hate that her name is scarlet i love the name scarlet but i swear to god every time i text you it's no problem scarlet 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 every time yeah. i say the name out loud is charlotte every time i say it out loud is charlotte um cool king thank you very much for the super chat we very much appreciate it um, if you want to attach a question, like without sending more money, if you want to, you know, ask a question or something like that, uh, we'll keep an eye on the chat and answer a question or something for you since you did send us some money. So, um, but if not, you know, we just appreciate the support. So thank you very much. Thank um, you so much. So, so yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to talk about uh, before we do the TLC predictions, but I, I did, I did just want to throw that out there where, you know, there's a lot of people that defend the WWE. Yeah. And that's okay because yeah, they're fine. Really fine. It's fine, but but also I think just people need to understand. I'm 32 years old. I watched I've watched Raw since like '95, like when the show started. Mm -hmm. I started watching wrestling like two years before that. WCW, like WCW Saturday Nights, with like the show that like really got me hooked on wrestling. And and so this is somebody like I mean this shirt I bought off WWE Shop years back. Like I have so much WWE merchandise. If you can see this room, the amount of WWE action figures I have in here, it's alarming. Like I, I have autograph eight by tens from Austin and The Rock and Randy Orton and all these people. And I am a I was a huge fan and supporter. Huge. Like I was a massive WWE fan. And I still am to a degree. Like I think NXT takeover shows are great, and I think what they're doing with Roman Reigns is phenomenal. Like I, I, there are a couple bright spots, but where we're at right now is a very scary spot because WWE, they have positioned themselves for years now, pretty much since like Steve Austin and the rocks era, they have positioned themselves to where they want the WWE brand to be the draw. 
and they don't want anyone advancing beyond that. John Cena advanced beyond that, and he doesn't need the WWE anymore. Roman Reigns hasn't advanced beyond it, but I think they're going to probably do kind of everything they can to, to not let that happen. Um, CM Punk advanced beyond it, and it was like, fuck this, I'm, I'm out. Like, I don't need this anymore. I don't like working here anymore. I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a, other stuff because I'm, I'm more popular than the company at this point. Like, they're in this really, really bad spot because they positioned it to where there are no star Outside of Roman Reigns, who is not the same level of star as someone like John Cena was, they, they, they have no one as far as a star goes. Um, when Ronda Rousey's around and when Brock Lesnar's around, but they're part-time people that are stars from outside the WWE. And the big problem with this is when you position it to where the WWE is supposed to be the draw and now nobody wants to... Now they aren't drawing... Now you don't even have superstars to draw people in. So now it's, so now it's, yeah, they've created a really, really stupid situation for themselves. They got to a point where they got way too comfortable. They bought WCW and ECW. TNA never really took off. New Japan was doing their own thing. Ring of Honor never really took off. There was all, and they just were sitting on the top of the world, signing up all the talent they could doing the shows that they wanted to do and doing everything they could to 50, 50 book everyone. So nobody was elevated to be an actual star in the company because they figured no one's, I mean, we're WWE. We've, we've won this game at this point. Now it's just people are going to watch whatever we put out there. And then the brand's the draw. And by doing that, guess what? You got no stars now. So now the brand isn't drawing and there's not anything going on in the show outside of Roman Reigns. There's nothing else that makes me want to tune into the show. Whereas AEW's done the opposite. They're listening to all the complaints the fans have had for the last 20 years and then doing what we've been asking for. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah, so. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, and like, and I think it's important for us to just say like, we're not going to, we're, we're going to be real with you guys. We're not going to sit here and act like we know everything that's going on and act all like cool and try to pretend to put on a face. We're going to be real with you guys. Like, we want to give you predictions, and we want to give you, like, because obviously we're going to watch TLC, and I'm yeah. sure I'll enjoy it, but we just, we want to be upfront and transparent with y'all. We're not going to sit here and pretend like we know it all, because I guarantee we'd probably look like Ding Dong. <laughs> I mean, y'all yeah, watch the show, and, like, to Derek Felix's point in the chat, they have a great women's roster. They do yes. if, if you count all the brands together. They do. That's the difference. If you because if you look at Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK collectively, then yes, but they're all split between four brands. Whereas in Impact Wrestling, for instance, I think they probably have the best actual women's roster. When you're looking collectively at like the talent on one brand, I think Impact's. Um, I think AEW is behind them. I still think they have a lot of work to do, but yeah. But that's a huge thing with, we'll talk about it after the predictions when we talk AEW and Impact, but that for me was the biggest, uh, the biggest like, oh wow, I see what they're doing here moment was when the two promotions looked like they were going to start cross-promoting. The first thing I thought was, this is kind of interesting because AEW is really, really going to be helping Impact, and what can Impact really be doing to help AEW? And then I was like, the women's division. They got they got a stacked women's division, and AEW needs those women. So like, that's where I think it's very mutually beneficial. They're going to get Kenny Omega over an impact to pop ratings. And then we're going to wind up probably getting like Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo and Sue Young and those girls over in AEW, I'm sure. And that, and, and in that case, it really helps both companies a lot. So I think it's really, really smart. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it is. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, my buddy told me he's already ordered Series 3. Series 3 of AEW's action figures just dropped on Ringside Collectibles today if anyone wants to go buy them. My Series 2 still hasn't shown up, so uh haven't pulled the trigger just yet, but I will. Um, well, let's uh let's do some TLC predictions. If anybody has any predictions of their own, if there's anything that even if we're going through these and you decide, hey, I don't want to listen to them talk about this, I want them to answer a question about AEW or Impact or anything else, we'll do that too. Um, so if you want us to answer any questions, if you have your own predictions, anything at all, super chats and donations, we will make sure to prioritize anything that you want us to talk about. Um, so we got uh, we got TLC. This will be interesting. This is the first time I'm actually looking at the card. Um, we got New Day, the team of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, taking on the Hurt Business for the Raw Tag Team titles in the opener. Well, but the first one we'll talk about. Don't know if the swash we open the show. I'll say this, and you mentioned you you alluded to it as well. WWE pay per views, even though Raw I think has been just atrocious, the pay per views still there. We could still get some good stuff. Um, because like this, for instance, this should be a really good match. Like this should be. This should be one of the best matches on the show. I agree. I think this will be really good. I like everybody involved. I think there's a bunch of talent here. Um, not that this is necessarily the point of it, but like it is kind of refreshing lately. We're seeing a lot more African American talent, like just in the ring mm. altogether. And it's something that I never really, and this is to my own ignorance, it's something I never really thought about too much until the collective weekend uh, a couple months back when they had the For the Culture show. And it was basically yeah. it was basically an all African American show. And while I was watching it, it, oh, it was amazing! It was one of the best shows of the entire year. Yeah. And and as I was watching it, I it like kind of clicked. I was like, I've I, I've never really seen this many black wrestlers on a show at one time. I've never really seen this many wrestling each other. And 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 I was like, there's so much fucking talent out there of, of all races and genders no. and stuff but it's like in particular like the african-american uh, col yeah. uh culture they they have uh, so much talent on the indies right now and i and i knew these things but until i saw them all together like on a show together i was like and then, it, and then it, like and then i'm having flashbacks of like all just like the racist storylines i've watched over the years yeah, in the uh -oh. wwe and how they always pair the two black wrestlers together, or it's like they give them like the crime time gimmick or whatever. And I'm just like, and I, and, I, and so like seeing this on the show, I'm like, this is gonna. It is. It's it is very refreshing because it's like these four wrestlers, one million percent, all deserve to be on the show. They all just happen to be African American, but we're just I don't know. We're kind of reaching a kind of an age where, um, I don't want to. I mean, in pro wrestling, they're kind of. I don't want this to be a whole debate, but I feel like in pro wrestling, I mean, up to this point, we kind of had had like systemic racism to a degree, right? Because like, there a lot yeah. of the time there wasn't just there just wasn't a lot of black wrestlers on the on the show and stuff, okay. and and then even like Booker T, it's like they they when Booker T got his biggest push in the WWE, they were they was because they were like calling him a thug and a, and and making fun of the fact he was in jail and stuff. Now it's just like no, they're like they're these wrestlers. are just really good fucking wrestlers. Like we don't need yeah. all that bullshit. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's so refreshing, and and to see them getting over too, and finally being respected, it's really nice. And I mean, obviously, I'm a white woman, so I can't speak for you know the the black community. But for me, as a white person, I love seeing it, 
and I think it's great. I think it's really refreshing, and it makes me happy to see. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And I'm in the same boat, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very white, <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's nice to see too because you know I. I am so glued in on the indie scene and and there are so many talented wrestlers of all colors that I, th- I feel like this is like a time to, that they're really getting a chance to to finally kind of show what a lot of them can do. And I think that I think it's fucking great. Um, and that to, to, to my point, this match here, all four incredible performers. Uh, I think this will be a really, really good match. I love MVP as the leader of the Hurt Business. I like that. I'm sure he'll be I'm sure he'll be ringside for this match. Um I'm going to go Kofi and Xavier for the win just because the WWE, the WWE, uh, one of the very few consistencies in the WWE over the last handful of years is the WWE's uh, willingness to like just the, the new day is always either the champions or they could be the champions. Like they're consistently in a spot where I, exactly. And a lot of times when I picked against them, they've won. And my gut is like, go with the Hurt Business because they're they're a newer group. I really, really like the group. I love all four of them together. I think it's great. And, but because I'm feeling like that, I'm like, they'll probably, they'll probably just have the New Day win again. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really, really good match. So I'm going to take the New Day. What about you? I was thinking about this. I want the New Day to win because I like New Day. But I think the Hurt Business is going to win. And I'm sitting here thinking, how can they save Retribution? Like, because it's pretty much dead in the water. And I think maybe tr- them trying to get, like, because you know how they're um, they're trying to get Ricochet in there or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, to, he's losing every week like, to Retribution. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. <laughs> let him flip away and just go. Like, come on. And I think it would be kind of cool if retribution kind of started manipulating like new day or like trying to start like kind of saying hey you know like maybe even bring up that Big E was like you know split from them and that they should be mad about that and try and provoke them to like not turn heel but kind of stand up for themselves or something like like I just feel like if they want to save retribution like doing like an angle with a, a someone or a team that's like really respected sorry ricochet would be infinitely better and maybe new day could just demolish retribution altogether and they could become the new leaders and we could have the end of retribution i don't know i'm just thinking out loud because this is what i do because WWE is so blah right now that i'm trying to think of ways to make it exciting and then i don't know and you know i just i really like the hurt business i think they're legit i think putting the tag titles on them would be a really good way to keep them elevated and i want to see them elevated not that i don't want to see the new day elevated but it's like sure we've seen it a lot of times he's been the champions like 10 times or whatever yeah and it's like right now it's weird because biggie's not there and they haven't really like addressed it i mean they've addressed it but they haven't really like made it a big deal and i feel like it needs to be a big deal because it is like he's still part of like their entrance like it's weird so i don't know there needs to be something they need to do something with that or they need to explain themselves so i'm just gonna go hurt business with the hope that it elevates and elevates hurt business and 
brings us a new refreshing storyline for the new day. I like it. I think that all makes sense. Personally speaking, I'd like to see the Hurt Business win. Um, you know, I yeah. especially like there's something to be said about a guy like Shelton Benjamin who's been around so long yeah. and up until he joined the Hurt Business, like he had he had rejoined the WWE, you know, X amount of years ago, whatever it was, and because they did nothing with him. Like he's he was just like on the roster doing nothing. And mm-hmm. Now he has like a purpose again, which has been great, and he he fits in so well with the other guys in the hurt business. And this also helps Cedric Alexander a lot too, because Cedric's always been great in the ring, even back to his indie days. Like I've seen, he's had some matches. Him and Ricochet and stuff in particular, like they've had some just incredible matches on the indies before they signed with the WWE. And I think the only thing Cedric has lacked is like a is like a good story, and this is a good story for him it being a part of this group and maybe being, and I think him and Shelton work well together. And I think MVP is a great, mm-hmm. a great manager. So, um, so yeah, we'll see where, we'll see where that happens. So I'm going to go new day and Jesse's going her business. And we both think that it's going to be one of the best matches in the night. So yeah. Um, next we got Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown women's championship against Carmella. Who do you have in this one, Jesse and why? Okay, they did this on SmackDown and it ended in DQ and Carmella like broke champagne bottles. She broke a little bit of the bubbly on Sasha Banks and it was weird and I was kind of, I like that stuff. I like, I guess, weird thing, they're like revamping Carmella, but I don't know, it's kind of the same. It's like Carmella was a Lana twist to me, but like, (laughs) You know, like that's what yeah, like, yeah, no, like, no, I do, you know? yeah, 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 and I'm like, okay, like the whole like dancing thing in front of the silhouette, like I mean, you go, girl. I mean, she's got a body, like, whew. I mean, my goodness, she looks great, and I love her submission. I don't know what it's called, but I really liked it when she tried to submit Sasha Banks. It was really cool. I really liked it. So I like her in ring work, but it's like. I don't know. I'm just going to go Sasha Banks because I just want Sasha Banks to like finally retain for a while for once. And I really think that Sasha Banks, they need to ride with Sasha Banks right now because she's in the Mandalorian and that's going to get them like so much publicity. And I feel like they need to ride. With- I mean, they made a like, Star Wars reference, like, like a baby Yoda reference, I think on, on raw. I feel like there was like a baby, some sort of Star Wars reference. They need to roll with it basically. They need anything for ratings at this point. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna pick Sasha Banks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm picking Sasha as well. I think for all the reasons you said, and you know, the one time they like tried to really push Carmella because she won the. T- I know. I remember she won the Money in the Money Bank. Money in the Bank. That was awesome. Did she win the? And then she did win the title. She beat like Oscar or yeah. someone for it. Like yeah, in, like, a, I thought that was her best run. Um, but since then, it really hasn't. But then again, to to be fair, I haven't been paying very close attention to, to SmackDown. Basically, what I do every week for SmackDown is I go back and I find out whatever Roman did, and I I watch that. So I I, I can't. I, I'm not the best to speak on it, unfortunately. But I do think Sasha Banks is one of the best female wrestlers in the world. And like you, I want to see her have a title reign where she actually retains a few times. And uh, I mean, she definitely deserves a good title run. So. I'm, yeah, uh, she's a great wrestler. She's one of, she's so much fun to watch. Yeah, so we're both in agreement there. <laughs> there with Sasha Banks. Um, I'm going to skip Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. We'll talk about okay, that last. 
Um, next up, you mentioned Lana a second ago. We have Nia, yeah. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defending the Raw, or sorry, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Asuka and To Be Determined, uh, who was Lana up until last night, um, or uh, Monday night. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, how do I? I, the Lana stuff is as bad as anything I may have ever seen in wrestling. Um, it's, it's real bad. Like I, it's, I don't even have the words for it. I don't like, here's the thing. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the story, even though I've been really not watching Raw. I'm familiar with what's going on. She got put through the announce table like 10 times or whatever. And the only the only way this story makes any fucking sense at all, at all, is for her to be in this match and put Nia Jax through the table. Like, that's, like, the yeah. only... But instead, she's just not in the match. Um, I saw that really weird pinfall from Monday. I saw Alex Pulaski... Yeah, with the booty. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Alex Pulaski post a, uh, a still shot of that, and I thought it was hilarious because I did not watch that yeah. match. Um... I get that there's people that are, like, behind Lana that are, like, real big fans and, like, they really want to see her succeed. But for me, the per... Like, to me... Okay, so you have... I, I hate doing it like this and having it be the comparison, but I, I, I have to to prove my point. Kenny Omega was the tag team champion in AEW for a while. And then... He had, and he had some fucking awesome matches in AEW. And then he splits with Hangman, and he wins this tournament, and he becomes the number one contender, and then he has a great match with Moxley and wins the belt. That's a build-up for someone winning a title. Like, it all made sense. There was a there was a long-term story. There was a build. And by the time he won the title, I was ready for it. I was like, hell yeah, this, this guy's time. Give him yeah. the belt. Lana gets her ass kicked every week, is afraid to fight. Like, she's in, like, segments where she's, like, literally afraid to wrestle Nia Jax. Like, she was the sole survivor by standing there. By standing on the ring steps crying. crying. Because, because <laughs> she got because she got bullied too bad by her partners. Like, it, it, in real life, bullying is not cool, right? Like, I was bullied as a kid. I'm sure you, like, all of us. Like, it's a shitty thing. It, like, bullying people is not cool. But in pro wrestling, where the fucking point of it is to fight and beat an opponent... And you're getting bullied to the point where you're crying on the ring steps. And after they do a WWE like expose on how horrible her cyberbullying has been. Yes, and and she's actually getting bullied in real life. Yes, and it's for real. People yeah, are horrible to her. I and and I, I I'm not I'm not defending that at all. Like I like that's not no. okay. But 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 the the thing is like on the show. Like the character on the show, that's what I'm talking. You know what I mean? Like, what, like she's getting bullied to the point of crying, and and somehow she's in the mix for the tag team titles. And there's people who want to see her win the the women's championship. It's like, what what the fuck are we like? And that's and that's the thing, and that's the disconnect with me. Like, I'm watching a show 
that a 10 year old girl is seeing something completely different than I am by watching the show. And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's okay. Like that's the thing with the WWE. They want as many people as possible. They want to bring in every demographic of every person. They want to be inclusive like that. That's a good thing. Wanting everyone to enjoy something together, but not when it's at the expense of losing your hardcore audience. that has been around for 30 fucking years. Like these are, these are the problems I have. You're appealing to fucking 10-year-old girls who are not going to be interested in the WWE like two years from now, probably. They're, no. they're, and this isn't exclusive to girls, by the way. They're, I, have a, I have a friend. She has a son that's like 10 years old. A few years ago, she messaged me completely out of the blue. And she was like, hey, I know you're like really into wrestling. And like my son uh, got into WWE recently. Oh, and like, right you're good. And, and she's like... Hey, my, my son uh, is watching wrestling now and he's listening to your podcast because, you know, I told him we went to high school together and blah, blah, blah. And he was super into it. And he was like 10. And even he stopped watching it recently. Isn't it like, a, I'm so mind blown by just the, it's just, it's just amazing to me. As far as this match goes for, for the predictions, I'm going to take Shanna and Nia. I don't know who Oscar's partner is going to be. Maybe it still winds up being Lana. Maybe she does get her redemption by putting Nia Jax through a table. Okay, and then what? And then what? Like, is Lana now going to be, like, your Trish Stratus of the women's division? Like, come on. Like, Lana, I'm sorry, y'all. Lana's not good in the ring. She's very attractive. Uh, she seems like a good person. Uh, I, I, I've run into her and, and Rusev before in Nashville. They live there. They're very nice people. Um, but there's not... Like this isn't the future. The future of your fucking women's division. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's so yeah. the build has been so bad. Um. So, anyways, I don't know if you heard what I said, but my my yeah, friends, I did. yeah, he he's already given up. Like he was a big John Cena fan. John Cena's not there anymore, and he likes Roman Reigns, but doesn't want to have to watch wrestling on Friday nights when he's hanging out with his friends. So, like, which is a whole other thing. I don't know why Roman Reigns isn't Reigns isn't on Raw. He's the best thing you have, and Raw's your flagship show. And it's the one getting the worst ratings of all time. And you don't have him on the show. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just mind-blowing, all of it, to me. So I'm going to take uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. How about you? I don't know. Because it's like... I mean, I feel like the to-be-determined has to be Lana. Like, it's going to be Lana. Like, she's got to show up and, like, save the day or something. I don't know. I mean, like you said, it makes more sense for um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler to win, like, in storyline, I guess, and in, like, just, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, validity, prestige, I don't know, for the tag team title for the women. But it's like, they've been going on and on and on with this Lana storyline, and I feel like there has to be a conclusion to it. And like you said, it has to be her putting Nia through a table. Maybe they get DQ. Like, I don't know if they'll win a tag team belt. I don't really, I don't, I hope they don't. I hope Lana and Asuka don't because I don't really want Asuka to be held up like that. But it would kind of be like a good storyline, I guess. Like, the bullies never win or something. I don't know. I don't know how that, I just don't, I don't care. About well, that's that. like my big question though. Like, like let's yeah. say let's say Lana gets her redemption. She puts Nia through a table and she's the tag team champion. Um, let's say she even wins the then world what? title at some point. Exactly. Then what? Then what? And I guarantee you, I'm thinking about this 
farther out than the WWE is right now. Because I guarantee you they don't have they have no idea what they then what is gonna be. They're just gonna get yeah. to a position of like, Lana did it. Because here's the other thing. Lana's character, not only is she winning matches by crying on the ring steps, she's right. then bragging about win- I did it! I'm the winner! I'm the survivor! I did I overcame bullying! I did it! And it's like this is annoying! This is how a heel talks. Like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. It's (sighs) not only insulting people that are actually bullied, because it's literally making fun of people that are bullied by doing a bullying storyline. It's insulting to her as someone who's being bullied, like, in real life, I feel. It's just... I don't know. Well, especially when you're a company that promotes a Be A Star campaign, which is all (laughs) anti-bullying. Which is like, what have they even done with that lately, honestly? Nothing. Um... I ha- I, this is gonna be like a no contest, or not a no contest, but a DQ. Now I am Shane everything. It's gonna go there. Yeah. Um, I'll throw this out there, by the way, just so it doesn't like that I'm just piling on on Lana. I think Nia Jax is equally as bad, so I'll put that there too. I think Nia Jax is terrible; shouldn't be on the show. But I think that uh, Shanna Baszler and Oscar are great. Um, the two of them, I'd, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see Nia, or sorry, <laughs> Shanna and Oscar for the world title, like just do that a bunch of times like at least it's something that'll be good um anyways moving on we have the fiend bray wyatt versus randy oh god damn it this is so stupid this is so bad um uh, you're you're up first on this one uh just for those of you who may have missed it i, I got caught up on uh, on raw this past week i saw uh, Randy Orton put Bray Wyatt into what looked like a coffin or something, and he lit it on fire, a box of some kind, and then the fiend appeared and Mandible clawed him. And and yeah, I, I called this from the start, by the way. I was like, this is going to be some lame-ass, like, Alexa Bliss fiend love story or something. I think this is pretty much what we're getting. Um, Jesse, who wins this one and why? And, and what, what kind of expectations do you have for this match? Uh... I'm still listening, by the way. I just need to... Step off screen for just a second. Okay. Got my headphones um, in. Jeez. I feel like the scene needs a win here. I feel like Scarlet, can you turn that down, please? Because I that's loud. Is is there Sorry, a is there good. a is there a heel? Like who's the heel? Or are they both the heel? Yeah. Who's the bad? Like right? Who's the bad guy? Randy Orton's being bad, and so is the beast. Like what? I mean, there's no clear like good guy in this. Like. Is the babyface Alexa Bliss? Like, I feel like I they're all know. heels. I feel like they're all heels. It's so weird. They're all heels. It's weird. But I feel like Bray Wyatt needs to get revenge on Randy Orton for burning down his house. And I, I still haven't gotten that yet. I'm still upset about that. Like, I'm still really mad that Randy Orton did that. And I was really rude. And they keep hinting at it. Like, they keep bringing it up. And I feel like they should shouldn't bring it up unless they're gonna like utilize it and so i feel like bray wyatt needs to get his revenge on me i want i want the fiend to win i really do like i like randy orton don't get me wrong he's the best on the mic but it's like i feel like this match is only going to hopefully elevate the fiend to a title pitcher which i would like to see again but because it's like randy orton he's done all this stuff already. Like, he's been champion. He just lost your McIntyre or whatever. Like, 
I don't know. Randy Orton doesn't need a win. Randy Orton just doesn't need a win. And Randy Orton, he's great. He's fantastic. He's still going to be, you know, the coolest dude or whatever. I just feel like The Fiend needs to win. And I like the addition of Alexa Bliss. I feel like Alexa Bliss is doing, like, her best work right now. Like, she is just amazingly, an amazing actress right now. Like, she's doing some, I mean, it sucks she's not wrestling, but she's doing top-notch acting. Like, really, really good. And I'm really enjoying it. And I want to see more of it. So I want The Fiend to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take The Fiend as well. Uh, Dylan raises a good point in the chat, uh, talking about how can we be excited about this, like the result of the match, uh, when their match at WrestleMania 33 was so horrible, which me and you were both there live for that. We saw that firsthand, um, and I totally agree. I, that was the biggest letdown of a match on the whole show. Uh, so, well, I say the whole show. That was also Undertaker Roman main evented that. That match sucked. Um, so, actually, that was the biggest letdown of that show. Uh, it was that show was totally worth going to, by the way, because the Hardy Boys returned. Like that was like enough to like. That was a <laughs> yeah. yes. yes, that was awesome. So there, I, I am happy I was there, but uh, and it got my profile picture that I've used ever since on like everything on that at that show. So. I know it is. <laughs> that, that set. Yes. I have the same picture too. I'm holding a pretzel. <laughs> I, I literally wait. Trigger warning: If you are scared about weight and stuff, I literally weighed like eighty pounds. So, well, I seen the video of you with like the flat bill in the thumbnail. Yes. Yeah. My 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 certified G hat. Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. How you doing? Um, oh man. Oh hey hey I. I think there's a lot of redemption coming uh, coming soon for Enzo. I really think he's gonna show up in AEW. I really. Oh do. God, I hope not. I I've I've I've. I've come around on Enzo lately. I, I he's, he's 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 actually self-aware of like I've listened to, I've listened to interviews and he's like I know I'm not good at wrestling. I know how I'm getting under people's skin. Like I know like like I like I know what I'm what I'm doing with this. Like I know I'm not a good like he knows he's not good at wrestling. So like it's one of these things where he knows he just knows how to draw heat and he's but yeah. but but the reason I thought about that was uh um MJF keeps getting called soft on AEW. Ooh. And I feel like they can totally have him come in because Enzo's like the guy who would call someone soft. Um, But uh, as far as this match goes, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to go with the Fiend. I think the Fiend should win. I do like Bray Wyatt. I, I think he's, he is a talented performer and I do like Alexa Bliss. I think she's very talented as well. Them together scares me because I get vibes of, like, when Kane started falling in love with women on the show in, like, the early 2000s. Um, The one moment we got out of that was, so, for people who don't remember, Kane fell in love with Tori. And they talked about the X-Pac-Tori Christmas story. Because X-Pac had, like, slept with Tori when Kane was in love with her or whatever. Now, Now Kane, the guy who doesn't talk, who's emotionless, who... Is all about fire and brimstone and choke slamming you and pile driving your head through the through the canvas. Now he's in a love triangle with uh, with and the only good thing that came out of it was when he uh, when he joined DX because he was with X Pac for a time and he put the voice box up to his neck. Suck it. <laughs> that was good. But outside of that, all I can think about is how bad they nerfed Kane once he started falling in love with people and 
I am worried about Bray Wyatt with that. I'm not gonna lie. I I do think Elisa's done good acting. Yeah. Like I'm I'm with you there. And I'm, yeah, and I'm I, well, and I'm okay with the pairing, but not if it's at the yeah. expense of like the Fiend starts losing matches because like Alexa Bliss I don't is need like a love story. I do not need a love story. Right. I just feel like that's one million percent where this is where this is. The Fiend so. should not be a sexual being. You know, it's an he's, asexual. He's a demon or whatever. Like he's a mythical creature. Like I'm not into yeah. that kind of fan fiction, guys. <laughs> well, and Alexa is very good in the ring. Like she's a good wrestler. She's a good she's personality. Actually, yeah. So, I so there's a lot of talent here. I just I'm just I'm with Dylan. I I just think that as far as a result for the match, like at the end of the day, like who really cares who wins or loses? Like it doesn't. It's not we, the the fiend dropped a lot of spots with me after that Goldberg match. Like, I mean, he still hasn't, he still hasn't fully recovered as far as I'm concerned. It's been a year, but yeah. So anyways, um, but yeah, hopefully, Hey, we'll put it this way. Here's the, the bar is very low. The bar is WrestleMania 33. If they can can exceed that, it's a win. No screens. No projections (laughs) on the ring. Oh, I mean, you thought that was bad. Imagine what the fiend could be capable of. I feel like I feel like we're gonna get a whole a whole CGI laser <laughs> show. Right. Yeah, and like retribution will accidentally come out. They're like, oh, the lights went out. I thought we were supposed to be out here. But that was our calling. Yeah, retribution. What a fucking joke. Um, that shit's so funny to me too. Like Ricochet, because like so, I this is. I probably shouldn't even say that, but I, though I've interacted with Ricochet one time and he was kind of a jerk and, really? and so seeing him being jobbed out to retribution is actually pretty funny to me. I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. Well, I know um, he was a good IRL jerk. I, I can't, I can't say that's what he's like to everybody. I've, I've had really good interactions with wrestlers that people call a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, it's all personal yeah. experience. You personally, yeah. I might've caught him on a bad, at a bad time on a bad night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but I just know, like, I remember what my experience was and walking away. Cause it was one of those like meeting your heroes type scenario where you have like really high expectations. Cause you're like such a big fan of this guy. And then he's kind of a jerk and you're like, what? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to really be cheering for you so much anymore after that. And then he comes to WWE does great in NXT, and now he's at a point where he is losing to each member of the weakest faction in wrestling history. So, um, <laughs> I put the Riot Squad ahead of Retribution, and I think the Riot Squad's like the worst thing that's ever happened. So, Ooh, wow. yeah, um, yeah. Um, and by the way, it's not because of the talent; it's because remember when the Riot Squad came up, like because they did the women's evolution thing, and they and had they, all like, those teams over trash cans and like spring mustard on people. Yeah, and and it was like they they were three random girls with completely different gimmicks that just got thrown ah. together because they needed Sarah like, Logan was just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, so the, it, it made, it made no sense. And then like you were saying, they're, they're running, they're running around backstage, like professor chaos, like, like, yes. Hey, we're going to, Hey, check this out. We're going to order a meal. And then before we pay for it, we're going to run out and dine and dash. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. it was like that kind order. of shit. The wrong house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, check this out. Ring, ring. Hey, is your refrigerator running? Running. <laughs> oh, you better go catch it. <laughs> uh, Boom. I know it's so lame. Riot Squad. 
Um, I'm going to ask for a water cup at the restaurant and actually get soda. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Derek Fia Fia says, that's how I felt about WCW pushing and saying, Cloud Posse, shut your fucking mouth, Derek. ICP rules. Um, Fago, Fago, Fago. (laughs) Fago. Run with the hatchet, man. actually delicious. I don't drink diet. But it's, it's very, very good. it's very good. Apparently, the owners of Fago don't like the ICP because, like, because everyone associates you Fago with. I know that's the thing. It's like, how mad could they really be when, like, the only reason I've heard of Fago is because of ICP. Yeah. Um, and Derek, I'm I'm kidding. By the way, don't be like offended by the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I do I actually do like a lot, some of ICP's music. I, I will be. They they were so meeting thirty two. They were like really edgy around the time when like Eminem was getting big yeah. and Kid Rock was getting big. We were, yeah. So like we were like the prime age to be fans of this kind of music and and that and this the kind of like parental advisory CDs that like you weren't supposed to be yeah, buying, you know. Mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. Let me put it this way: I would yeah. I would take my ICP CD out and then replace it with my Three Six Mafia CD. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Oh. Oh, as, nice. as, as like a 10 year old kid i'm sitting there you know sipping on some scissor sip, sipping <laughs> on so uh and we might even get uh copyright struck because that sounded exactly like the song just said um but uh but anyway uh yeah we're gonna go with uh we're gonna go with bray wyatt on that last match up next we have the tables ladders and chairs match for the wwe championship drew mcintyre defending the belt against aj styles um, I saw very briefly a part of Raw this past week where... Oh my god, it was so dumb. Yeah, I think it was the opening segment for Raw. Um, I laughed. Did you? I giggled <laughs> furiously at this. Um, started, okay, as soon as the music started, I started like just laughing. So I had it on mute, Um, so I don't know what oh was happening. Uh, I literally, because I was watching football as well, so I... I I had wrestling on mute. I looked over at my screen. I saw uh, the Miz reading what looked like a Christmas uh, book, and um, and then I saw John Morrison dressed like what I'm assuming was supposed to be Drew McIntyre, um, and then he stabbed AJ Styles with a. Well, that's what I thought initially was was that I thought Mel Gibson. Then I thought the New Day. If you remember that movie, um, yeah, <laughs> because at the end he does like the Braveheart. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, I bet you that's Drew McIntyre." And then he, uh, and then he, I think he stabbed AJ with the sword, or vice versa, or something. Anyway, um, so once again in AEW, um, you have you know the Young Bucks versus FTR, where it's like a three-year buildup, and FTR runs through the roster and wins the titles, and the Young Bucks have this big redemption story of like losing in the first round of the tag team title tournaments and having these great matches, and they finally get the belts. Well, in WWE, that's your buildup. You've got a Christmas story where one guy walks around the ring acting like the other guy. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great buildup for a match that I could not care less about. Mm-hmm. And you know how you know how hard it is for me not to care about an AJ Styles match. Like this guy's still one of the best wrestlers in any company in the world, still to this day. And I could care. I don't care. I just don't care. Like I'd like to, I'll put it this way. I'd like to see AJ Styles win because I'm still a bigger fan of his than Drew McIntyre. I don't hate Drew McIntyre. I feel bad for Drew McIntyre because I don't think that he should have. I mean, it sucks to be in the situation he's in. They finally give him the ball. There's no one around. The ratings are lower than they've ever been. I feel for him. But AJ, 
I don't think AJ pops the ratings or anything like that, but I do think he's a really good wrestler. My prediction, though, is going to be Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre will retain here. Um, Omis, I, I guess, who they're calling. Uh, that guy now who, who was the Raw oh, Underground. Oh, yeah. The really tall guy, yeah. Yeah, the Raw Underground bouncer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of, like, where's Arturo Huras? Where's Dabakato? Where, where are all where these are guys? Where are these people? Yeah. What's where's Riddick? Motherfucking Moss. Moss. Yes. Riddick Moss, the fucking legend. The Raw Underground legend. Where's he at? Dude, they, that, that's why ratings are down. Uh, you're right. You've just solved, you've solved it. Bump. You've solved it. Um, Raw Underground got them a bump. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. taking McIntyre. Uh, how about you? You know what? Screw it. I'm taking AJ Styles because... I want him to win, and so I'm manifesting it. Does it make any sense? No. Is there any purpose? No. But I like AJ Styles. Not that I don't like Drew McIntyre, but I mean, he's got that Omis or whatever. What the hell is it? I think it's Omis. 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 I, I can't. Um. He's, I mean, they need to use that guy. I mean, him and Drew McIntyre. That'd be kind of cool. But. Okay, so I don't know why I flipped over to Raw from the Monday night game. I think it was because of the rip for halftime or something, and the Browns did something that pissed me off, which is typical. Sure. And at this point in my pregnancy, I can't be getting too worked up, um, which I did in the end because the Browns gave me a heart attack. Um, but anyway, it was, it was a good game for other people, but for me, it was very um, scary. And I knew the Browns were I knew the Browns were gonna lose. As soon as Lamar Jackson came back from taking a shit or whatever. And I made the best joke of the night though. I said he took the Browns to the Super Bowl and apparently I won Twitter, so There you go. I mean that's yeah low hanging fruit, but like if you're the first one to get yeah. it out there, that's yeah. I was the first one to ask the Browns to the Super Bowl. And boom, ten thousand likes. Cool. Anyway. I don't Jesse, know Jesse I, the Twitter goat. Yes. I was getting so much respect. I've never gotten that much respect during a football game as a woman. <laughs> Over shit jokes. Over a poop joke. At the expense of my Cleveland Browns. Like, go figure. Self-loathing. You know, like, at this point. Yeah. Well, what can you do? I mean, they just go loud. <laughs> um, anyways, so the Browns did something to make me mad, so I flipped over to this. And I, I hadn't seen the... Uh, Miz and Morrison thing. I, well, I did. I saw a picture of Mel Gibson or, sorry, Morrison, and I was like, what? And then I flip over it, and all of a sudden, like, AJ Styles is talking, and they're, because I guess they're going to put the, um, the it's a table ladder from Chairs Match. They're putting the, the championship up, and as they're, like, hoisting it up, there's, like, this dramatic music playing, and I'm like, and AJ Styles, like, cutting a promo. I'm like, dude, what? What is going on? I was just like, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous! Like, what is happening? And then, uh, Drew McIntyre got attacked, and mm, it was funny. Man. That was the end of, at the end of Raw. So no, it was was it the end? I thought it was the beginning. Okay, so that, okay, gotcha. Because I, I remember I they they were promoting like I heard. I, I shout out to Brian Alvarez. I was able to catch a little bit I of what. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, we're both big fans of, of everything they do over there. Mike Semperviti, however the hell you say yes. his name, he's he's great. Um, Vinny, all the guys, they're all, they're all good. Vinny, um, Denise, fucking Denise is over there now. Yes, fucking crazy. Now I know. Good for 
her. Hell yeah, it's great. She and she for people who don't know, because I'm not I don't know Denise super well, but I know we're like through we both work for Fightful yeah. and stuff. And <laughs> when she first started, for those of you who don't know, Sean Ross Sapp and Alex Pulaski were do, did the Raw post show for a long time. And Alex moved on to go do the Sour Grap show on Fightful Select, where I do my Weekender podcast. And a big reason for that was because Alex is like, he's saying this stuff we're saying. He fucking hates this shit. And, And Sean, understandably, was probably like, we probably need someone a little less negative. Yeah, a little less negative on the show. And yeah, and yeah like if you want to, if you hate this so much, like we can do it on a different show. And like he got his own show. Um, so it worked out well for everybody. Yeah. But when yeah. De- when Denise essentially replaced Alex, I remember the chat being super toxic for a few weeks of a oh, lot. Awful. A lot of people really didn't like her because of whatever reasons. <laughs> and... Well, a lot of it has to do with that, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's strictly, well, I think that is a lot of the reason, but yeah, and, and you can't really compare it to this show because so many more people watch those live. So we don't get like the same level yeah. of toxicity and it's very easy to moderate our chat, but yeah, but like, and I think part of it with Denise, honestly, was just like her personality is just different. Like, cause there's a lot of people that like Probably. Alex. Yes. And, and, and honestly, Alex is my favorite podcast is like my favorite podcaster like yeah, pure. I I, he's i think what he says is hilarious and i always <laughs> loved him i always loved him on raw and denise is uh, this is the kind of the complete opposite she's very optimistic really awesome. right yeah. very optimistic uh and stuff like that it was a very big change and it took a, and it took a couple of weeks i think for sean and denise to like really start hitting their hitting their stride together but that's going to be any new yeah. partnership of any kind so, um, but my point is she rose above all that. Like she didn't let all the oh, trolls, she didn't let all the trolls get her down. She, cause I've always liked her, you know, personally, but like, it sucks yeah, to see that stuff. You're, you're watching the chat and it's like all these people that are saying stuff and you're like, oh man. Like, oh, I know. Cause and, and, and to also to be honest, not that it should be this way, but I think girls a lot of time are a little more sensitive than guys are when it comes to criticism and stuff. And you know, I felt like maybe she'd take it kind of hard. And she just ignored it and kept trucking on. And now she's doing that. She's writing for uh, wrestle, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet ever uh, since Ryan Satin left. She's, like, doing stuff over there. She's yeah. on – she's figure four daily wrestling Major observer. Upgrade, I do say so <laughs> I know. I know you're feeling on that. But, <laughs> but, but the point is, huge shout-out to Denise because she literally, like yeah. – it would have been very easy for her to, like – curl up in a ball and let the, and let the yeah. trolls get to her. She did the exact opposite. Um, she and she's killing it on the up and up. And I'm so proud of her. Yes. Don't get the thing with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Don't get that at all. Do not like Taylor Swift. One iota. Don't understand the obsession, but don't care. She's, she's successful. So good for her. Maybe I should start liking Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift's music is actually pretty good. Um, I mean, you can like it. I, I don't get it. Like, but, I, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, she's very talented, don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. It's a strange phenomenon to me. I got you. Well, the point of me bringing all that up with the figure with Figure Four Daily and Wrestling Observer and all that, I was, yeah. listening, I was listening to Brian Alvarez, and <clears throat> he had brought up a, uh, uh, he brought up a, quite a few points uh, about this show, and he had mentioned that 
they did a contract signing on SmackDown, which I didn't see. I'm assuming it was for Reigns and Owens. Um, and so, so on Raw, they didn't want to like do it again, so they called it like an Ascension ceremony or something like that, which is I think is what you were talking about. Oh, that's why they had. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's what that was. You know what? Props for the originality. Props for trying to be different. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, get out of here. Props. So no. <laughs> but and he also he also said, um, I uh, Sheamus. So AJ Styles beat Sheamus on the show, and then Sheamus um, got attacked by AJ Styles, and I don't know if Omis bullied him or, or ganged up on him as well. I don't know. But Alvarez mm-hmm. brought up this point too, which I think is worth bringing up. And this goes along with uh, one of Dylan's points in the chat. Drew McIntyre hasn't been saving Sheamus, who's supposed to be his best friend. And that's going to lead to Sheamus turning on Drew McIntyre, which will probably be the next title feud if McIntyre retains. But, but the yeah, that's what I was about to say. The problem is, why, why would I, as a fan, like yeah. shit. Like right. Well, no, not even that. Like right. So right now, Sheamus and McIntyre are both baby faces. Sheamus is getting his ass kicked week after week, and Drew McIntyre is not helping him. When Drew McIntyre needs help, Sheamus is a jerk. Well, right. And Drew and Sheamus seems to help Drew McIntyre when he needs help. They've had like tag team matches where he needed a partner, and like he's been there for him. So if Sheamus, so if so if Sheamus turns on Drew, which is I'm assuming what will happen. I, I'm assuming mm-hmm. they'll turn Sheamus and not Drew. That so so I'm gonna be led to believe, or feel like, oh Sheamus, what an asshole! This guy, he's the heel. Well, no, like he's getting revenge on a guy who we thought was his friend who yeah, he keeps his, helping out. Anger <laughs> makes sense. His, yeah, his anger makes sense. <laughs> Why would I boo it's Sheamus in that scenario? Drew's being kind of a heel right now. He, Drew is like kind of like ever since like just think about Keith Lee. Every time Keith Lee was trying to win a match, Drew McIntyre would interfere. Like that's heel. That's straight up heel. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, they're in. I don't know why I'm even <clears throat> why I'm even looking into it as far as I am to be honest. When when like like we said, yeah. the Fiend and Bray Wyatt like they're both heels. Like it just doesn't matter, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm even overthinking yeah. it. I'll say this though. We're, try- we're trying to make sense. You want you, know, you want to know what WWE should do if they want people to like tune in? Like I know this this is gonna sound completely insane. What I'd do in this first match, I'd give this dude the belt. I'd have Omis just fucking beat whoever the champion is in his first match. That guy's humongous. I don't care if he can wrestle or not. He's cool. I like him. He's a mood. Yeah. And he should be like, you know what? Like I was protecting the door at Raw Underground because I won Raw Underground. I wasn't allowed to compete, so I was keeping everybody out. Right. Like, I was keeping all the unworthies out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but imagine because that's the thing. Like, at the very least, you have an opportunity there if you're WWE to market this guy. Like, tune into Monday Night Raw to see this humongous world champion of ours that's brand new to our company. Like, maybe people would be like, "Oh shit, who the fuck is this guy?" You know, like versus, "Oh yeah, McIntyre. I, I remember him from the three man band. He's the champion now." Um. Yeah, so moving on, we have the <clears throat> we have the uh, what I'm hoping will be the main event. Two incredible performers. We got Roman Reigns, who I think is the best thing going on in WWE right now. 
along with Paul Heyman, defending the yeah. WWE Championship against Kevin Owens in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is on me or you first. I'll let you go first, though. What do you think is going to happen in this one? You got yeah. Reigns or Owens? Which sucks. You know what I actually think is going to happen here? Which I, if this happens, I'm going to be so mad. I honestly think Kevin Owens is in this match. Him and Goldberg have beef. I think Goldberg's next man costs the match or something. I don't know. I don't know. Because Goldberg is doing all this weird stuff. Talking about Roman Reigns and all this crap. Which I don't want it to happen. Maybe they won't do that now. But, I mean, Kevin Owens just kind of, like, showed up in the picture for no reason. And, like, I, I, I love I love Kevin Owens, and I want him to win, honestly. But, obviously, Roman Reigns just cannot lose and shouldn't lose for a really long time. I don't even think he should lose the Mania. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, obviously, Roman Reigns win. Duh. Yeah. I think this will be really good. I think this will be the match of the night. Um <laughs> I, I can't say enough good things about Roman Reigns as a heel. I really can't. Like that is that is one thing that I will vehemently ad, sorry adamantly defend when it comes to WWE programming. If someone were to come at me and be like the WWE sucks fucking ass and it is the worst fucking piece of shit company I've ever seen right now, and there's nothing good, I'd say, well hold on. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but Roman Reigns is really 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 fucking good. Like that is really fucking good what he's doing. So. Yeah. And and Kevin Owens is a great performer, but he's in this really weird spot in his career right now, I feel like, where he's just part of the WWE system at this point. Um he doesn't feel special yeah. like he did when he was Kevin Steen and when he came in uh, to the W to NXT and, and all that. Like they had a real chance with him to make him like a Cena level Ro- Roman Reigns level guy, I think. And uh his match with Goldberg ruined it. Yep, same with the Fiend winning gold. I mean, it's just it's this, and and that's another thing. Like Goldberg, I said this on Twitter, and a lot of people agreed, so I'll kind of repeat it because there's people making comparisons between Goldberg and Sting, and part of my thing, my big thing is like with Goldberg, he comes in and he keeps beating people that the WWE needs to be pushing for their future, and he's winning instead. I know, I hate it so much. And he had the perfect send-off at WrestleMania 33 that we were just talking about. Did you not? And se- so perfect. It was perfect. And then after that, he's, since he's come back, it's been really, really bad. And now, so- and now I feel like he's in like the Undertaker position of like, all right, well, I got to stick around for a couple more years and like, you know, have some good ones he on the way out. Well, no, the WWE is going to keep throwing money at him like that. Yeah. Um, Who wouldn't? I would do that too. But apparently, AEW offered him a lot of money, and he chose WWE. And I'm and at hey, the, at this point, I am saying thank God about that. I, at first, I was, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, bring Goldberg in it for like at least like it's on TNT, WCW vibes." Like, but now it's like, no, oh. no, I'm good. But I'm good. Like, I don't need to see it anymore. Sting, on the other hand, if he does wrestle, which I expect him to. If he does wrestle, I, I there's a lot of varying uh, opinions on that. I am one million percent all for Sting wrestling. A million percent. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh, yes. If he's if he's medical, medically cleared, yes, a hundred percent. But the thing with uh, with Sting is he's not going to come in and beat Kenny Omega for the belt. Exactly. 
Exactly. I'm so over all these stupid fanboys and fangirls. I won't gender specific it or whatever. Being like, well, they brought AEW brought in Sting and everyone was marking out, but you know, WWE brings in Goldberg and everyone freaks out. It's because they throw him into the title picture for no reason and they make him win. They bury all this good talent. Like, get out of here with that comparison. It's not even a comparison. Exactly. What'll probably happen? No, no, no. You're right. I'm. I'm glad you said that because, like, it'll be something along the lines of like Sting and Darby having like a tag team match, and like Sting will probably mentor Darby, and Sting will probably have a singles match with like Cody. Um, and I think I think eventually, what I think the big long term goal of Sting and AEW should be. In Sting's last match, because this is his chance for redemption. He came into WWE yeah. and he got buried. People can say what they want about, well, it was Triple H and it was WrestleMania and it, and it was Seth Rollins for the world title. That's not really burying anybody. Well, it is when you're him because he there was there was no reason for him to not beat Triple H at WrestleMania in his debut match. That was that was such bad booking. <clears throat> it was so bad that Scott Hall, I think it was Scott Hall, I heard talking about it in an interview. That he apparently even like went up to Sting before that and was like, "Bro, you're booked to lose this. Like, you should probably say something to somebody about that. Like, like you're like there's, mm. like it's it's like, anyways. The, and then and then the fact that he got injured on his way out in that Rollins match, oh, and then yeah. and then he had been like begging for like cinematic matches or something. And they weren't doing anything with him, and so I'm happy Sting has a chance to redeem like the end of his career, and. I think yeah. the I think the last thing he'll do is he'll put Darby Allen over clean in the middle of the ring. That'll be the last thing he does, and that's the way to do it. And that's and that's you go in there, you have a match with Cody, win or lose. Cody and Sting both win there because Cody's already at a point in AEW where he is going to be a a main eventer no matter what. Sting, same thing. Doesn't matter if he wins or loses against Cody. Needs to beat Darby, and I think everyone's in agreement there. I think everybody involved would be, including Sting, is like. This is like this is what I'm here to do. Like I'm setting up the next generation. Um, so there's, <coughs> there's, there's. I think Sting and Jericho will happen, and that's another thing where I think Sting will win that one. But even if Jericho wins, they're both at like the same level at this point. Like it, yeah. it, it just makes for good stories. So, anyways, that all being said, I'm gonna take Roman Reigns to defeat Kevin Owens. I think the match is gonna be pretty good, and uh, yeah. And I'm with you too. I think Roman Reigns, no matter who he wrestles at WrestleMania, whether it's The Rock or or anyone else, or whether it's Goldberg, if, or if they're gonna do that, if, if he squashes Goldberg, I will be so happy. Yeah, this needs to be something like that. Um, needs to be. If they're gonna do that Goldberg match, I hope to God they don't. Yes. Please, God, just. Well, that's it for uh, for for TLC. I'm going to throw this out there at the end of the show as well, but Wrestle Rumble, they're not doing predictions, but they are doing a belt giveaway again. They're giving out either four or five title belts. I'll talk about that at the end of the show, but jump on WrestleRumble.com because, uh, you know, they're always supporting us and uh, they're going to be doing a, a giveaway right after TLC. So get your uh, get your money in for the, for the raffle right now. Um, well, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts before we get out of here. And we'll talk more yeah. AEW heavy on our next show also. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because there's so much that, like, happened. Well, and that... we, we've already been able to talk about Sting, which is good. So we pretty much got that out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, to start off, what are your thoughts on... 
I mean, we were obviously, we both wanted Kenny to win that belt and it happened. Yeah. And, but it didn't yeah. happen the way we were expecting. So wow. t- tell, tell me about it, your, your feelings and thoughts when he won the belt. And then the aftermath where you find out he's aligned with Don Callis and they're bringing this belt to impact. Okay. So I was obviously elated dancing on a table when Kenny won was super happy. And, and, and it was, like that, okay, can you talk about that Wednesday night show was just so good. <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah. And I wanted to go so bad, and I told my husband, I was like, you should have gone. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, well, they've had Don Callis on commentary for a long time. And, you know, you know, there's this whole, like, he comes out concerned for Kenny Omega. And I didn't see his face at first. I thought it was a doctor. <laughs> I was like, why is a doctor out there? And then I realized it was. And so... Obviously, like, it's a heelish way to win. So, okay, he's a heel. Makes sense. Very cleanerish, too. But that send-off and that twist, like, remember when Tony Khan said that there was going to be a big, like, groundbreaking in the industry announcement and to be patient? And people, like, buried Tony Khan for that because it didn't happen. And it was just, like, Pac or Pax return. Right. And people didn't, like, people just, like, just wait and be patient. Just be, I feel like that's that's, this is what he was talking about. Um, like, talk about me being absolutely shocked. Like, you could kind of maybe tell it was going there. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, Don Callis is there. They're not really going to do it, are they? They're not really going to do it. Like, they're teasing it. Maybe there's some sort of, like, low-key AW dark partnership going on or something. Or, like, you know, kind of what they're doing the NWA, like, bringing some people in. They're not actually going to, like, really go all the way with it. And they did. And my husband said, he goes, Jessica, if, if AW teams with Impact and like New Japan, he's like, WWE is in big trouble. And I think this is great for professional wrestling. I don't want to say like, yeah, we they should all come together to bring down WWE. I'm of the opinion that competition is what's best for business and competition like true competition monday night wars kind of stuff brings out the best in each respective company and we want that as wrestling fans you should want that now obviously there's the whole other element with like the fans and people trolling each other and it's, it's ridiculous it's so dumb but it's kind of, if you take a step back and kind of look at it like sports trash talking like if yeah. I talk sports trash talking like when I'm talking to Team Up North fans you know Team Up North I can't say the name of the state um, like I'm shooting the shit and I'm you know talking smack but at the end of the day like they can still be my friends they're still human beings like I can put that aside like and so if you look at it from that perspective like it's fun it's so fun to see these ratings come out every Thursday. I'm, I know people are like, oh, ratings don't matter. But I'm like looking at my phone like, ooh, who won this week? Ooh, what's it going to be? Like, you know, it's just it's fun. Yes. So I think that this is great. It's great for Impact because it's bringing up the numbers. Like, skyrocketing these numbers for Impact, which is great for Impact's talent because they actually have a really good show. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say because you watch Impact every weekday, and you have. And there's – and, you know, the <coughs> – the Bullet Club thing they teased last night. Like, what's going to happen tonight? 
it just opens so many doors and it, and it makes me excited. Like how we talked about in the beginning of the show, how WWE just kind of feels like it's just there. Like it's not really leading to anything. With AEW, like this partnership with Impact, it's like, whoa. Like there's so many different ways they could go with this. There's so many different things that can happen. Like I'm tuning in and I'm expecting to be surprised and I don't know what to expect and I'm excited. And that's what I want. I don't want to tune into the show and be like, all right, let's, let's, let's get, just get through it. Let's just get through this. I want to be able to be excited for it. And I feel like that's what this is bringing. Yeah. Yeah. I echo all, all that. I mean, I, this was, <clears throat> there's so many thoughts I have about all this. Like, as far as like the winter is coming stuff, and I gotta give a shout out to a YouTuber called Truth Slayer. Uh, he was uh, he was doing YouTube videos back when no one else, very few people were uh, back in like the late two thousands, and he uh, he put out kind of this scenario about it, and I thought it was really it made a lot of sense. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought kind of like I could see it going this way. So I think winter is coming. That still hasn't happened yet. Like it might have with Ooh, it might have been not here. <clears throat> like it might it might have been the sting thing and all that. Like that might have been. But and the reason I'm really thinking more and more along these lines is the real story right now, on top of like impact versus AEW and, and all that stuff, is Kenny Omega is now the belt collector. He's yeah. he is the AEW World Champion. He's the AAA Mega Champion, and he's been targeting Rich Swan already in Impact, and he wants that belt. He wants all the world titles. And what I think winter is coming really is is and whether or not they, this is what winter is coming, quote unquote, winds up being, or if this is just kind of the story that'll come off of that. Because we have an actual opportunity right now. We're in a we're in a situation where a lot. I mean, especially people around our age, the the eighteen to the forty five de- forty nine demo that everyone cares so much about. We're watching AEW over WWE right now, and mm-hmm. and a lot of us are watching Impact. Like you mentioned, I've been watching it for years. I, I review it every weekend on the Weekender Podcast for Fightful, so I'm very familiar with Impact. They're viewership on Twitch the first night Kenny showed up was like like around 60,000 on Twitch a concurrent which for them normally it's like a thousand or so like it's usually not that many people um now most of their viewership comes from Access TV I don't know what they normally draw but I know the night that Kenny showed up I think it was something along the lines of like 250 to 300,000 or yeah, something like that yeah so they did a pretty damn respectable number probably about half a million people or so total for, which for them is very good. Um, and the amount of buzz they've created and all that. But my, my point, I guess, with the whole winter is coming thing is you have all these fans dialed in right now on AEW. They're now also, a lot of them are either discovering Impact or, or re, re-watch, like coming back as Impact fans that maybe were once TNA fans. A lot of that same audience is paying attention to what's going on in New Japan. A lot of that same audience is familiar with what's going on in Ring of Honor and their new and them bringing back the Pure Championship and all this stuff that they're setting up in Ring of Honor right now with the Foundation and Jonathan Grisham and his new group with and it looks like Lee Moriarty will probably show up. who's a great wrestler and they have uh, Tracy Williams and Jay Lethal and all these great workers in this stable with, with Ring of Honor. 
And then you have, um, uh, I'm probably missing other, com oh, you have the National Wrestling Alliance that they're trying to get their YouTube channel and show started starting back up. They started doing the Shockwave show, which are airing episodes or, or matches that were from UWN. Anyway, my point is, a lot of our demographic, the demographic that matters the most in... I would say the most because we're the ones spending the most money on wrestling. We're the ones buying the most pay-per-views. We're the ones yeah. buying the merchandise. You know, we're the ones making podcasts to talk about this stuff. Like, if we're all paying attention to all these companies, you have an actual opportunity. Not necessarily... This isn't to bring down the WWE, but it's... You can actually crown for the first time since the WWE absorbed everything from the territories, you can have a legitimate world wrestling champion. Like the WWE isn't yeah. even involved, but yeah. you're like, cause you can always have, and not, there doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical title, but imagine a scenario where we had like <clears throat> the champion from AEW versus the champion from ring of honor versus the champion from NWA Versus the champion from uh, the IWGP champion from New Japan, and like you have like a bracket of like the like the six or eight you know main world champions outside the Ooh. WWE, and you can have something like that where like once a year you can crown the real world's champion, like that would like be Super Bowl <laughs> right, and it's totally like, possible. And the people in the WWE, the Olympics, I should say, like the <clears throat> Olympic gold, <laughs> right. Because yeah. that's, that's similar to what it was like when before, like, at one point we had the WWF, and then you had the territories still, where Ric Flair was usually the National Wrestling Alliance champion, and he traveled from territory to territory as the world's champion. And imagine being in the WWE, and knowing what these guys are getting paid, and seeing something like this happen, that's going to be a real catalyst for guys like AJ Styles, or Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, mm -hmm. these kind of guys to be like, I'm missing out on this. Like, they're doing, like, real fucking yeah. fantasy fantasy booking right now like the yeah. like there's gonna be so many talented wrestlers that want to join something like that like yeah. <clears throat> so there's just so many <laughs> there's so many awesome options that they have with all this stuff and i feel like they're already kind of putting some wheels in motion with kenny being the belt collector because i think he, i think he will win the uh the uh impact wrestling championship for rich swan and i could totally see him beating Roosh for the ROH title or beating uh, Jonathan Grisham for the pure title. I could totally see him having another match with whoever, you know, the IWGP champion is at the time, whether we have, you know, Okada or, or oh my God, I, I mean, great. another Okada Omega or Naito or whatever it winds yeah. up being. Like, <laughs> so there's, there's so many options. And uh, there was one other point I was going to make about that too. With, uh, with, oh, and also, this is, I think that these kind of things have been in the works for a while too, because this is where back, it's already been like a year or so ago already now. And this is, has nothing to do with people out, you know, outside of the ring, because there are going to be controversial people I bring up right now. But hear me out on this. How confused were all of we, all of us, when Marty Scroll re signed with Ring of Honor? Yeah, because like there's a relationship coming with Ring of Honor and AEW. 
Oh, why, why were we so confused when Gallows and Anderson didn't sign with AEW when they left the WWE and they wound up in Impact and everyone was like, it's cool and all, but why aren't they going to Impact with their friends where there's going to be more eyes on them? It's because they knew the relation, they knew this story was coming. Like they're setting up their, they're setting up all their chess pieces. Like even, even to go even farther back, you know, does New Japan really have the bad relationship that they claim to have with Kenny and the Young Bucks? Is is Ibushi really sticking around in New Japan just because he wants to be the IWGP champion for his life goal? Or is he there because when AEW versus New Japan happens, you do Kenny versus Ibushi for the fucking double titles? Like, you have all these people have been like winding up in all these spots to where when all these companies are able to go at each other, all the pieces are in place to have these just dream scenarios. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I think it's already looking like we're going to like, I mean, new Japan, if new Japan wasn't interested in relationship, they wouldn't have John Moxley as their U S champion. They wouldn't be having Jericho come over and beating Tanahashi. Yeah. Like he he is, he probably would have lost it by now, but the pandemic and all, but, but that all being said, it's like, there's clearly a relationship there with New Japan to some degree when you're using Am- or Ambrose, when you're using Moxley and Jericho, um, and you have that relationship from before with Omega and the Young Bucks and all this stuff. So I think, uh, I think it's, I mean, there's just a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot oh, of possibilities. Yeah. And I don't want to miss James's super chat. If you want to read, he yeah. just he just put a question yeah. uh, on yeah. the chat. Thank you, James. Thank you so much, James. Like seriously, thank you. He said, do y'all think it's time for Lashley to move on from the Hurt Business? I think, I, I see where you're coming from because Bobby Lashley is, like, incredibly talented and a badass and super cool. But I actually really like him in the Hurt Business. I think it elevates him, actually. I think there will be a time when it's okay for him to move on from the Hurt Business. I really like what they're doing in the Hurt Business right now. I really enjoy it. I enjoy MVP kind of being there. And I enjoy Bobby Lashley being like the main force in the Hurt Business. So I quite enjoy it right now. Yeah, I agree. I think he's perfect for the group. I think the group is perfect around him. And I think it makes him look even better if if and when. <laughs> so I'll say this. There's a lot of there's a lot of what ifs right now because of like the free agency market and the fact that AEW is able to pony up money to get to get people that normally would only work for the WWE like Sting, for instance. Brock Lesnar is a free agent. I'm not saying Brock Lesnar is going to wind up in AEW, but what I'm saying is if Brock Lesnar goes back to the WWE sometime soon, I feel like a can't miss match for the WWE is, is Lashley versus Brock. They've never wow. done it. They've never done it. Lashley's never looked better. He's got the Hearst business around him that gives him even more credibility in, in, a, in a matchup with Brock. So that's what I would do. If, if and when Brock comes back, I'd have Lashley still with the Hurt Business. And I think it gives Lashley a better chance of beating Brock Lesnar if they are to wrestle. Because I think that's the best match for... <clears throat> I think that's the best match for both guys. Um, yeah. And then James had another question, which you've answered. And I was going to bring that... I brought this up at the top of the show anyway, so I'll answer it quickly for James too. Thank you very much for the super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat, James. Do I think AEW's women's division should be treated better? I think they've tried to treat it well, and I think they're, they haven't had the right talent in place and the right people making the decisions for the talent up to this point. 
Um, I think, like, for instance, I don't think Nia Jax, or Nia Jax, I don't think Nyla Rose was uh, the best option for a world champion after Riho. Um, I didn't think her run was very good. Um, I, I think that uh, Sheeta's been really solid. I think Thunder Rosa's great. I like Sheeta. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Thunder Rosa's great, but she's NWA contracted still, but that's another thing. Do you really think she wouldn't be able to get out of her NWA contract? The, the NWA let James Storm out of his contract because he almost signed with the WWE last year. Like, they're they're... They would let her out. I think she's in the NWA because, once again, this is a a Worlds Collide type scenario where, like, NWA is going to have to have some women on their roster that can go like this when they go up against, you know, other companies. Uh, namely, Impact, mainly Impact Wrestling. And that brings me full circle. Impact Wrestling. That's where AEW's women's division is going to benefit the most is, is this relationship with Impact. Because the first thing I would do, if I'm the first, like, AEW versus WWE or WWE AEW versus uh, Impact yeah. type show. The first one of those we get, um, I would have. She is still the women's champion, right? In AEW, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Her last defense on pay per view was that Nyla Rose rematch. That's right. Um, yeah. I would have Jordan Grace beat Sheeta for the AEW title. I'd have an Impact wrestler. Because Jordan, I've been talking about for forever. Like AEW needs AEW needs her, and she can do everything that they wanted Nyla Rose to do. But she can actually pull it all off. Like if you want to have that same kind of story where you have a dominant female champion who put who can go in the ring, who actually has really good intergender matches. I've seen matches between her and Brian Mm -hmm. Cage that were really good. Like she can wrestle anybody. And I'd say the same about Tessa Blanchard. I'd say the same about um, Gianna Perrazzo. There are some women in Impact that are super, super talented. And I would have them, like, Jordan Grace would just be my personal pick. But, like, if she went over there, she beat Sheeta for the belt in her first match. That puts a big stamp on this, on this, uh, this rivalry. It's like, you invaded us. You won our title. And now, who's going to be able to take it off of her? Because AEW doesn't have the kind of women right now that I think yeah. are credible enough to beat Jordan Grace. So, and eventually maybe it's like Chris Statlander, who I still think has a ton of potential. She'll be back soon. So there's... Yeah, that's true. But so to answer your question, uh, James, I think AEW's women's division, I think they just haven't had the right pieces in place up to now. I think Britt Baker's great also, by the way. I didn't mention her. Yeah, I love her. Um, but I would, I would, that's, that's where... Once they are able to use some of the Impact women on AEW TV, I think you're going to see a huge uh, increase in, in in that in that overall division. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'd give it time. Yeah, it's going to be good. And Jazz, yeah, Jazz is with Impact now. Also, Jazz and Jordan Grace are tag team. Uh, that would be a. I think eventually Jazz will turn on Jordan or vice versa. I think we'll get a match between the two. I think that's where that's heading. Um. What else was there? Impact or, uh, and you mentioned it also. The Good Brothers and and Kenny. They're he, Kenny yeah. literally name dropped the Bullet Club. That's right. Uh, AEW tonight. I completely forgot it was Wednesday. We normally do these shows on Tuesdays. And I'm <laughs> I one know, day behind. So, um, but yeah, I mean, maybe Gallows and Anderson why show up on on AEW tonight with Kenny. I mean, Dude, I will prove well, and that's the thing is like, once again, with all these pieces being like, it isn't it isn't a coincidence. 
that right now the AEW Tag Team Champions are the Young Bucks and the Impact Tag Team Champions are the Good Brothers. You know what I mean? It's not a coincidence. That's that's the match. It's so much chess, and I've been playing checkers, and I'm like, it's great. I love it. I'm so excited to be. It, it makes it fun to be a wrestling fan again. You know? Yes. I exactly. Exactly. That's really the best way of putting it. Like, if it wasn't for all this going on, I mean, even a few years back, I'd say probably five or so years ago, I was getting really down on the WWE product. I was like a foot out the door and even like being a wrestling fan. MMA was firing on all cylinders. The UFC was just doing insane business. And I was like, you know what? I can basically replace my fandom over here. Like, I'll just keep watching UFC and not really waste my time with the WWE. And then they, like, dragged me back in with NXT because NXT was so good. And I was like, okay, well, if this is where the future of the company's heading, I'm going to stick around because I'm here I'm here for this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But now, again, more recent years, I kind of like, all right, I don't know. And thank God for the indies. If it wasn't for indie wrestling, I'd be, I'd be too jaded to, like, I wouldn't want to podcast about wrestling i wouldn't i I wouldn't have any kind of position at fightful i wouldn't be doing like any of this stuff because similar to alex like i'd be sitting there watching raw and just fucking hate just just hate watching a show i'm glad he hate watching right i'm glad he hate watches it because his podcast is hilarious but it's it's taxing like i feel how crazy is it that i feel bad for people like unless you're making money reviewing or writing or whatever about raw like I feel bad that you have to, you are obligated to sit through that three-hour show every Monday. Like that sucks. Oh, I um, know. That's so, and that's so sad to say that. Like as like a lifelong fan who's always wanted to talk about wrestling and write about wrestling and shit. Like even I'm like, oh man, I feel I feel bad for wrestlers who work for the WWE who like are making yeah, six making great. six figures and like working for a company where they're not allowed to have the fucking Twitch channel. <laughs> like, like, you're, yeah. like, like, it's, it's so bizarre. You can't have fun. They're not allowed to, like, distract themselves from their life. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, you're right. We're, we're very lucky. We have, we have other options. Other options are really good. I think Impact Wrestling has been great all year. There's, all, there's some goofy shit. Don't get me wrong. Wrestle House is goofy as hell. The Johnny Bravo murder mystery is goofy as hell. Um, there oh, are... Yeah, that's funny. There are... There's, there is some goofy shit. But I think when it comes to the things that really matter the most, with the kind of stuff I've just talked about, like Kenny's involvement, Kenny versus Rich Swan, um, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR, like hopefully we get that. Like, Young Bucks, like, there's not going to be any silly, goofy Wrestle House shit with any of that. You know what I mean? Like, we're just going to get good fucking stories and good fucking matches, so. There's thunder. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good cue to get out of here anyway. We've been going for a long time. That's what she said. We had a lot to catch up on. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and it won't be another two weeks this time, guys. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. Took a week off last week. And, uh... And yeah, we'll probably be back. I'll do the the uh, sponsors here in a second, but I don't know. The Buckeyes play Saturday, probably, right? Yeah, they play at noon. Noon on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, we might be able to squeeze one in like before the game if you want a live chat. Maybe after. I mean, it depends on what happens. <laughs> after is tough because of the UFC. 
for me. Oh, that's right. Um, well, I'm going over to my parents to watch the game. So. Okay. Well, we'll plan on probably early next week again. Well, because then we'll also have TLC to talk about on like Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. So, there we go. yeah. so we'll probably be back on Tuesday. Um, make sure. Unless something like another crazy thing happens like tonight and we need to come on. Yeah, it might come on tomorrow then. Like if something crazy happens. Yeah. Something like super wild happens. So, uh, so if you can tell them all what to do uh, while I'm pulling <laughs> the sponsors up, I'll get that ready. All right. Sure. So please, thank you so much to our chat. You guys have been absolutely awesome. We love our chat. You guys are the best. Like, for real. Like, we love you guys. But we want more people like you guys in here. So if you could please, if you've liked what you've seen, only if you liked what you've seen, give this video a thumbs up. It really helps us out in the algorithm. It really helps us get more people watching the show and in the chat when we're live. And when we're not live, they'll try and come in. And if you do like what you see and you want to give it a thumbs up, please do consider subscribing as well. Like, we just, we love, like, how our channel's been growing. It's been growing, like, way quicker than we thought. And we're so appreciative of it. She had a lot of, she, she had, she's being modest. So you had a lot of subscribers before we started the show. So it isn't, it isn't all, like, I take, I take some credit for this, but not a ton of it. Well, like, we've been doing this for not even a year and we've gotten, like, 6,000 almost. Like, well, 5,000, but still, that's a lot. Like, that's a ton of people. I am happy to know and, that, yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot. And almost double. So, I am so happy about that, and we just really want more people in here. So, do please give this video a thumbs up if you liked it, and please consider subscribing if you want to see more, because we don't always know when we're going to go live. Sometimes the time is different. Sometimes the day is different. Like, today, we... I had some things I had to take care of yesterday, so we couldn't go live yesterday. Uh, so if you subscribe, you get the alert, you get a notification, you get the set reminder, you get all of that fun stuff, so you know when we're going to go live, and you don't have to, like, stalk our Twitters or whatever. So, yeah, subscribe, give it a thumbs up, and let's go over the sponsors a little bit. You can go over here, and I'll go over mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, we're start off with WrestleRumble.com. I talked about them a little bit earlier. Uh, this is the giveaway they're doing right now for one dollar entries so hypothetically speaking if you spend five dollars you could pay, you could possibly win all five of these um these are the prizes so they are doing it's a little small on my screen gotta lean in a little bit in my old age um it's weird seeing my forehead like that on the i was like what's he doing underneath the camera uh so on the the first i say first second third fourth and fifth prizes really they're all amazing prizes it's just matt you know just these are all going to go to five different people where they are going to be giving away. And these are all the replica titles, by the way, like the real deal, like $400 replica belts. First place gets an Eddie Guerrero signature series belt. Second place gets the smoke and skull belt. The, uh, the old Steve Austin world title belt. Third place gets the rocks Brahma bull belt. That belt actually never made it to TV, but I remember them making it. And I remember the rock talking about it and seeing pictures of it. Um, really, really cool belt. Number four, they got, um, the Rated R Superstar Spinner Belt, the belt that Edge held after he beat John Cena for the title back in probably around 2005 or so. And then you have the Triple H Signature Series. And the Signature Series belts, for y'all who may not know, these are title belts that were never used on WWE programming, but they're custom belts that are made specifically uh, for wrestlers. So the Eddie Guerrero belt you see in the middle, he held that 
Undisputed Championship. That's the belt he won from Brock Lesnar. But the the actual belt, the leather and everything, is in Eddie Guerrero's, like, the colors he had on his trunk, and it has, like, his logos in the, in the strap and stuff. So it's really cool, especially if you're an Eddie Guerrero fan. And same with that Triple H title. Um, that has, that's the World Championship, the Winged Eagle Championship belt that Triple H won uh, back in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And... But behind it, he has like the cross, uh, like his like his uh, logo. It's got like the cross behind it, some of Triple H's logo, stuff like that. So, really, really cool. And these are all basically um, uh, personal replica belts, as far as you know, specific superstars and stuff. So, really cool. Once again, those are only one dollar entries to win those belts. Highly recommend doing it. Uh, the raffle is going to happen right after TLC. It'll be on the Solo Monsters YouTube channel. Uh, that's spelled S-O-L-O-M-O-N-S-T-E-R. It's Solid Monster Sounds Off. He does great reviews after the show. And he puts all of the entrants on his screen. And they randomly choose somebody right in front of everyone. So you know there's no nothing fugazi going on. It's just a straight up, it's a randomizer. And you see who wins along with everyone else. And uh, and yeah, check that out. Go to WrestleRumble.com. Join the contest. And follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all the contests that they do. Also, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. If you want action figures, DVDs, autographs, um, old magazines, like wrestling magazines, anything you can think of, Music City Toys and Collectibles uh, has your hookup. They will give you good prices. They're nice people. They're very, very easy to deal with. I can't tell you. Did you talk with them? Huh? Didn't you just interview them or something? Um, no, that was, that was a different collector. That was Kyle Peterson, who, who is now, so, but, but Music City Toys and Collectibles, the, this is how small world this is. Kyle Peterson, who I interviewed on my show, who has his own YouTube channel, who I know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of big things in the future coming up for him. He, in my opinion, he has the most impressive, uh, pro wrestling figure collection in the world. And I've seen a lot of collections. Um, he is considered to be the Larry Bird of figure of wrestling figure collecting. Um, uh, the Michael Jordan is uh, Matt Cardona. The Scotty Pippen is Brian Myers and the Larry Bird, who a lot of people consider Larry Bird to be as good as Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? The Larry Bird is, uh, is my friend. Rodman is Grimm's toy show. I love (laughs) it. There you go. I love you, Dave. There you go. And this is not, this isn't to put anyone down. It's just, if you saw this guy's collection, you, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's this, it's unfathomable the amount of figures this guy has. It's like he has everything. It's it's insane. But he's a super nice guy. I interviewed him on, on this same feed. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, I uploaded that interview with Kyle on the Fight Talk podcast feed. Uh, available on all major platforms. But the reason that I'm saying all this is because Music City Toys and Collectibles, he is also a VIP of Music City Toys Ooh. and Collectibles. So when... You want to become the Larry Bird of wrestling. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, Music City, they actually, uh, reposted, uh, the interview and everything. And we're like, Hey, check this out. Two of our own VIPs, Kyle Peterson and Steven Jensen doing a podcast about wrestling figures and stuff like that. So they gave us a big shout out. Um, cause we're both, we both buy from Music City Toys and Collectibles. Um, so I can't tell you how many times I've gone on eBay, found something I really wanted and the price just seemed a little off to me. And then I hit up Music City Toys and Collectibles and I tell them kind of the price range I'm in and we always work something out that usually works out really, really well for me. So those are the people to to get stuff from. And 
I don't want to spoil anything too soon, but I will be talking to them very, very soon, probably today, if not tomorrow. We're going to try to get y'all some more stuff from them for an upcoming uh, giveaway that we have planned. So support Music City Toys and Collectibles. Follow them on all social media. Just search for Music City Toys and Collectibles. You'll find them everywhere. And yeah, they got a lot of stuff. They got... They got mystery boxes. They have live sales that they do on their on their Facebook page and everything. Check them out. I can't stress it enough. They are nice people, and it's the reason I stress this so much. By the way, you don't know what you're gonna get when you're when you're negotiating prices on stuff because a lot of collectors like myself, we're looking for the best price, and it usually involves undercutting whatever the asking price is. That's just a part of the game. It's similar to scalping tickets. Like if you walk up to someone on the street, they're like, hey, I want 100 bucks. You're like, I'll give you 50. And then you work from there. Like with with figure collecting, it's very similar in a lot of cases. Um, so when you hit someone up and you're like, hey, I really want to buy this, but this is kind of the price I'm looking for. It's good to know that the people you're going to be talking to are going to be nice about it. They're not always going to go with exactly what you're looking for, but at the very least, you don't have to feel bad about like reaching out and trying to try to make some deals happen. So, uh, so check them out. And then last but never least, my brother Brian Jensen. He is the co-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym out of Atlanta, Georgia. He is the head trainer of LDBF Boxing. That is a non a nonprofit Parkinson's Foundation. I actually run the LDBF website as well as the YOPD website, which is a new program they're starting. It's a young onset. Parkinson's uh, diagnosis uh, website. Basically, anybody who finds out they have Parkinson's, it's somewhere they can go where people like my brother and others that have dealt with those kind of symptoms, you you get like a, it's like a big brother, big sister type uh, program where you, uh, you get to basically like, like if I'm like, I find out that I have Parkinson's and I'm bummed about it. I go to this website, I find someone like my brother and I, and I get paired up with him <clears throat> and then it's someone who <clears throat> it's someone who mentors you and helps helps you along the the path of 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 fighting these things and brian is is certified in all this stuff he can help you get in better shape lose weight he can help you with your neurological issues whatever it is no matter your age your gender your race anything he will help anybody you can come to his gym in person you can go meet him at, he can go meet you at your your business he can meet you at school, he can meet you at, at work, uh, in a park, whatever it is. He can meet you on Zoom. And no matter where in the world you are, hit him up. Best way to get in contact with him is to find him on Instagram. His handle is BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He does most of his business through Instagram at this point. Just hit him up, send him a message. He'll work out a schedule with you, whether it's online or in person. So BoxingATL, hit up Brian Jensen, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out, and Along with all our other sponsors, including Brian, if you let them know that me and Jesse sent you their way, I promise you, you get a really, 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 really good deal. If you want to follow me on Twitter, there's my uh, my Twitter. It's at Fight Talk underscore. I've talked enough today. I keep all myself updated on on Twitter. Fightful Select Weekender, all things MMA, all that kind of stuff. Check it out. Update you on Twitter. And uh, that's it for me. Jesse, I'm go sorry, I know I just talked for like ten fucking minutes. No, you're but, fine. I don't care. Um Oh and also guys, Linktree, I just started finally using this. It's on my oh, Twitter yeah. it's on my Twitter bio. The the reason I'm plugging this right now is for those of you watching or who will watch the replay, this is a hub that has all my stuff. Yeah, and I and I and I, I keep it and it's 
it stays updated for everything. So like I'm even if that. So like yeah, even if like my YouTube work I finally consolidated all onto a little channel here. Oh yeah, portfolio. Yay. So all my stuff is right there. Everything that I've ever that I've ever edited or even my appearances for for Fightful and and other podcasts I've done and stuff. Um there's a old picture of me and Joe Rogan from fucking at least a decade ago. Um yeah, so you can uh, you can check all that stuff out. Linktree is a is a, is a good way to uh, to do that. I found out, so uh, you know, check that out. Jessie, I'm pulling her Twitter up right now and highlighting her OnlyFans. So Jessie, what you got going yeah, on? That's basically what I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, speaking of like lost fans, but basically, um, the best way if you want to, I don't check my DMs on Twitter. I don't add people I don't know on Instagram or Facebook anymore. Like no exceptions and going through some stuff like actually not. So if you want to like DM me, if you want to talk with me, see more of me, if you know what I'm saying, subscribe to my own fan. It's the best way to support me directly other than subscribing to the YouTube channel and, you know, giving this video a thumbs up. Um, subscribe to my only fans is definitely the best way. It's super fun. Got lots of fun over there. Got some cool stuff planned for, Post baby, <laughs> um, obviously, and I've been. I have a bunch of stuff that is not. I'm sure there's a very large market for pre baby as well, though. There's a ton of pre baby stuff, yes, and there will be a lot of post baby stuff. So I'm really excited. There's a lot of stuff up there right now. I DM people every night. I like to do it. I use a voice memos. So I'm actually like talking. I think it's more personal. I think it's more fun, and it's you know, makes people know that it's actually me talking to them. So I, I have a lot of fun over there. Um, so onlyfans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. That's the best way other than Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I blocked out the, uh, the M for Rival League. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And um, You blocked out the you blocked out the what? The M. The M. The other X's. Oh, oh gotcha. Because we don't, we don't support that letter. Oh, so, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. So, That's hardcore fandom yeah. right there. Oh, <laughs> this rivalry runs deep, dude. Like, ooh, mm. you should see. When there's people that walk by with, like, came up more stuff, like, we all, like, all my whole family, like, verbally goes, ugh. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's great. Um, but, yeah, uh, obviously, Jesse, go Buckeye. So, go Bucks, also. Um, also, up until December 31st, I do have a Papa John's pizza code of Jesse25, J-E-S-S-I-25. I just got, like, a Papa John's partner, like, creator partner, like, backpack. Not backpack, but, like, a duffel bag. And then, like, two pizza masks, like, face masks. They sent me some stuff. It was cool. Hell yeah. So I literally just got, yeah, I just got that in the mail. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, J-E-S-S-I-25 for 25% off your online order for Papa John's pizza. Um, that's a good yeah, deal. Twenty five percent off yeah, still. It's really, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. That's fucking great, and that's that's na- it, that's like na- times. nationwide, right? So yeah, nationwide. Can't use it in Canada. The but next the next time I order pizza, I'm definitely going to be doing that that twenty five. Yeah. Hell yeah! It works a lot. It really does. Help. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. Good stuff. Support Jesse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, yeah, no, support me. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, y'all, it's been fun. 
Yes, it has. I'm going to uh, probably just go ahead and buy these AEW figures, even though I was saying that wasn't. <laughs> now, 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 now I'm getting messages from my buddies that are like, oh, yeah, we, we already pre-ordered. And I'm like, I can't be the only one not. Oh, can't be the only one left pressure. out. What I need to do is because, so, all things MMA, the where I edit my YouTube videos, they, I have a great system with them because I get paid directly after I finish a job. So it's like, I finish, I don't have to wait, like, till the first of the month. It's just like, I finish a video, they send me the money. And they just sent me a video as we were doing this, uh, this show. So I'm going to grind this edit mm. out. I'm going to finish this yeah. edit in the next, like, day. And then buy all those figures. Because then I won't feel bad about buying them. I'll at least have a little extra. I spent so much money this holiday season that I was going to hold off on the AW figures. But now that I have something new to edit, it's like, all right, I'm going to have a little extra money. I'm going to throw, throw that in there. So, anyways, guys, um, we'll be back probably on, on Tuesday, uh, possibly tomorrow, depending on what goes on tonight. Uh, we appreciate y'all yeah. listening, as always. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.